Hello and welcome to Mikey Pod Podcast, episode 231 for April 10th, 2017. Today's guest is Jeff McIlwain from Lucene, and I am your host, Michael Herron. I'm a composer, pianist, electronic musician, storyteller, and activist based in New York City. As such, I have some pretty diverse tastes in things. So on this podcast, you could hear guests like activists, musicians, pastors, authors, whatever else strikes my fancy. I've been sending this podcast to your ears for a little over 11 years. If you'd like to know more about me, stop by my website at michaelherron.com. Hit me up on social media everywhere as at michaelherron. Leave a voicemail at 347-460-1753 or email at mikeypod at gmail.com. There are so many options to reach me. Use as many or as few of those as you like. Uh, no one's called the voicemail yet. It's been uh, it's been up for a while, so not sure wh- why why that hasn't happened. But that's cool. I'm sure you know it's fine. Uh, here's a check in. It's been a few weeks since I did a podcast. As I always say, this podcast is released roughly once a week, um, and this was especially a rough month. Not, not rough, but uh, rough, uh, you know, uh, uh, uneven. <clears throat> Partly because I made those zines <laughs> that I was talking about forever. They contain a story, an original story I wrote called uh, uh, Glorious. Uh, my friend Luke Curtis at bdstudios.com, uh, that's bd-studios.com, designed this uh, zine, and it's super exciting. So I made 30 of them. Well, there's, I made a total of 50. You don't need to know that, but, and they'll, there can be more. Uh, but the first 30 are numbered and signed. So they're tray, uh, special. So they went to my patrons on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Michael Heron, uh, along with a download of a piece I created to go with the story. Um, I'm pretty excited about the whole thing. It was a really fun project. I was so happy to have Luke Curtis on board because I wanted to design it myself and, and the, uh, the concept of creating that thing, I didn't know how. <laughs> so perhaps in the future, I'm definitely going to make some more of these. Like I folded each issue. It's 16 pages. Um, and I folded each one and I hand bound it with thread and a needle like in the olden days, but it was very nice. I had a little cards I gave, I sent, uh, these handmade, uh, well, they're handmade, but not by me cards, uh, which I wrote a message to each person and put the little thing inside and put a stamp on it, mailed it. It's, it's, a, it's a lovely way to connect with people. Uh, this Patreon thing, I, Love it. I would probably not have come up with the idea to do this scene, and it really was a, a special thing. So uh, thanks to those of you who are patrons. And um, if you'd like to be a patron, uh, you can get a zine uh, along with your other uh, perks. Uh, the numbered and signed ones are already all gone, uh, but you can have just the regular one. Uh, along with other stuff, and you'll be supporting my work as well as uh, like you'll be a part of it. Like it's a really interesting like exchange, and uh, it's inspiring me in a different way that I really love. So the zines happened. Uh, I told you I was taking Sundays and Saturdays off from teaching so I could do creative work today. I'm recording this on a Saturday. It's been a lovely day. I did not teach today. I went to the gym. I did some of my work for our hen house, our henhouse.com podcast. <clears throat> and uh, I just made a like a great breakfast, and now I'm recording this podcast. Uh, so yes, weekends, yes, doing creative work that I love and am fulfilled by on weekends, and not screaming at kids. Yay! 
All right, so there are some things coming up. Like, I have a lot of interesting stuff. Um, before I start listing these things, there's crazy stuff. By the time this podcast is up, I will have updated my calendar on uh, michaelherron.com. I'm so, like, this is the first time in a long time, or per- perhaps ever, that I felt like, oh, I'm an artist. Listen to these things I'm doing. Wait, what's that sound? Do you hear that sound? I don't know. Is it a fan? I think my computer fan just came on. Anyway, you don't need to know that. It's just freaking me out. So listen to what's coming up. Animal Show Tour is happening. Animal Show is my solo uh, music storytelling piece. So I, I did it while in residence at Tamerlane Farm Animal Sanctuary. Uh, I'm traveling to sanctuaries. You know what? I'm going to talk more about the details of this later because I have a lot of things to tell you. Um, but I'm going to be traveling with this show. It's starting in Houston. July 8th. What's happening? This is my life. Uh, I'm going to be just traveling and visiting animal sanctuaries this summer and like volunteering at the farms, uh, performing the show where I can. And it's starting in Houston on July 8th. Do I have a vehicle? No. (laughs) Do I have funds for a vehicle? Not yet. Um, I'll be working on that. Yeah. Uh, It's going to fall in the place the universe will provide. I'm excited about sharing this show and other places. I think it's a really interesting way, if I do say so myself, to advocate for animals and to sort of uh, help express the idea that animals are individuals who want to be alive. Nutshell. That's what that's about. Moogfest, May 18th through 21st. I'm a Moogfest artist. Moog, uh, for those, you know, the some people say Moog. I think uh, Robert Moog, Moog. He said, as I remember, that he didn't care whether these, whether they called the company Moog or Moog. Uh, so the first really popular keyboard synthesizers. You hear them all over the place. Uh, legendary. So my friend Aben Crawford, old school podcaster, has uh, roped me in willingly to do this workshop. We'll be doing a workshop every day at the uh, festival um, where we'll be helping people create electronic music uh, in little 10-minute sets. What? Yes. <laughs> it's in Durham, North Carolina. So I'll be in Durham, North Carolina uh, in May, uh, Houston in July. I'll be heading up the West Coast for the summer. Uh, more of those dates to come. And my, here in New York City, Mikey Pod Live. Uh, I did this last year, and I'm doing it again. It's part of the Queerly Festival, uh, June 26th. I just got the date. I haven't booked any of the other acts, but there will be four other people performing. It'll be like a live podcast. We'll do quick interviews with each guest, and uh, everyone will perform. <sighs> That's cool stuff, right? Um, yeah. It's, yeah. That's really great. Uh, calendar at michaelherron.com will be updated when you hear this. Okay, so that was a lot. Um, thanks for listening through all that. (laughs) If you like this always free podcast or the many other things I create, tell a friend, leave a review, like subscribe, all of the things. And especially I'd love your support. As I mentioned before at patreon.com slash Michael Heron, where you can get access to all kinds of cool stuff like this new zine in exchange for as little as a dollar a month. You don't get the zine for a dollar a month, but you do get a download of it. Uh, so that's cool. I'd love to connect with you there, and I'd love your help in covering the expenses for this always free podcast and the other content I create everywhere. And by everywhere, I now mean everywhere. I'm going to be traveling around the country and doing this stuff. So what the f- mother jukaba? I don't know what that is.
Enough about me and all that stuff. Today's guest is Jeff McIlwain of Luzine. Jeff has been producing his electronic music as Luzine for a decade and a half. Originally a Texas native, just like me, uh, McIlwain moved to the West Coast in the late 90s to study electronic music and sound design at Cal Arts. I would love to do something like that. He relocated to Seattle in late 2002 and began steadily releasing his music on Ghostly International. Uh, ghostly. I've got a lot of side comments for this, apparently. He has also contributed tracks to various compilations and remix releases from Mute, Compact, Asthmatic Kitty, and Shit Catapult, which I think is a great name for a label. I'm a big fan of Luzine. Um, yeah, I really, really love this music, and I was super psyched uh, to be able to talk to him. So before we bump into the, bump into the interview, uh, I'm going to play a track for you from uh, the latest album by Luzine. The album is called Sensory Motor and this track is called Witness. Once he 
That was Witness from Lucene, and joining me now is Jeff, uh, who is Lucene. Thank you for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm a big fan of your music, and I was thinking about it today, um, that I've always just thought of the music as coming from some entity called Lucene, and it was just recently that was like, oh, there's a person making this music, and it's you. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm just a big fan of it. And you're you're also from Texas, yeah? Uh, yeah, I grew up in Texas, yeah. Uh, I did too. I grew up in Houston. Where were you in Texas? I grew up in Dallas, um, went to UT, so lived in Austin for a few years. Oh, cool. Have you always been uh, a musician? Pretty much. I mean, you know, when I was going to college, my whole intent was to do like um audio production you know like audio production for film or advertisements or whatever uh, i was very much not thinking that music was going to be my career but it kind of just went in that direction the the sound production aspect of it was it like uh like just from an in- engineering standpoint or yeah i mean you know i was just kind of thinking about careers i just I, I, you know for a long time i just didn't think that that it was realistic to think that music was going to be my career. So I, you know, I was, I was always into music and sound. Um, and so I just thought that was going to, that was going to be something that, that might be useful. But, um, and I actually did that for a little bit when I lived in LA and was not into it. So I'm kind of glad I didn't take that track. (laughs) Yeah. Did, did you make the decision to focus on music or did music sort of just take, take over for you? Yeah, the decision sort of made made itself. I mean, you know, like at, it was circumstances that kind of pushed me into uh, just focusing on my music. Uh, that's really cool. <laughs> I, it's yeah. one of those things as a musician I sort of struggle with often. Like, what am I doing? Like, you know, it's nice to have the decision made for you and, and, it, and it be successful, yeah. yeah? Yeah, I mean, it was kind of one of those things where I was like doing what I thought, you know, I needed to do to sort of be a, audio guy or whatever but then at the same time i was sending a ton of demos out like every week so i, I was it was always kind of in the back of my mind i just know of your catalog on ghostly international i just realized that there's like a ton more before that that i have some work to do to to get caught up on but i, I i'm reading that it's more experimental more experimental your earlier stuff is that fit for you yeah i mean you know i it, it like as the years progress, I'm just into different types of music. So I was into, you know, weirder stuff uh, when I was starting out, but also I was still kind of trying to figure out what I was doing. Um, So it made more sense to be really experimenting. And, um, you know, I was, I was always into like um, song structures um, that I'm doing now, but I wasn't really, you know, knowing what I was going to do with it yet. So, um, you know, I look back at the music that I made back then and it's not really where I'm at right now, but, um, I can at least appreciate, um, what I was thinking back then. Yeah. Uh, if that makes sense. no, it, it does. And I, I partly, I, I watched, a um, an interview with you and I can't remember where it was. I was looking just, you know, sort of researching earlier today and, uh, yeah. The, the, you said something really interesting about um, if, if, if experimental music really should be 
<laughs> an experiment. Like it, if you're making sounds that have already been made, uh, it's not necessarily experimental anymore. Yeah, that was the slicest thing I did. I mean, I think it was just um, kind of like there. You know, I kind of separate the idea of like the genre experimental from like what it means to be experimental as a musician. Um, yeah. And, you know, sometimes when you like look in the genre of experimental, it's like it's a genre and a lot of people are making very similar things and it's categorized as experimental, you know, um, whereas I think you can experiment with like all different types of music. It doesn't have to be like weird and esoteric to be, you know, classified as ex experimental, especially if whatever you're doing is something that a lot of other people are doing at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that really spoke to me just thinking in terms of like, it, I, I hadn't really recognized experimental music as a genre that is identifiable by the way it sounds, but it really is a strange, uh, well, it depends. I think it depends. I, I think, you know, maybe what I was mostly getting at was what I was doing before that point, you know, I, I, I didn't necessarily class it as experimental because you know I was influenced by very specific artists um, and so I, I considered it sort of more a genre than anything yeah who who were some of those artists you were influenced by oh you know like I mean when I was first starting to make music it was um, I was very into like um, Adam Hart and Speedy J and Atecra and Aphex Twin and stuff like that Got um, it. so you know especially their production techniques uh, I'm I'm making notes. It's so funny. Like I came to doing electronic music just I guess in the past four or five years, and and Ghostly International and your music specifically was the first that I was like, oh, I think I like this. You know, uh, okay. I had you know I had sort of like categorized electronic music as being a little um, formulaic, and right. uh, and yours was I think you were one of the first artists that I listened to that I was like, oh, okay, now I get it because there's a lot happening in your music it it uh yeah i, I was listening to it today and there's this the there's a, a sense of repetition but the 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 uh loops or the cycles that repeat are really long i mean that's what i'm picking up anyway thank you um yeah i mean i you know there's another side of like sort of my influence in music that is very into sort of the repetitive sound like um, I was really into Stereo Lab and My Bloody Valentine, who were who were very focused on being repetitive in a in a you know in sort of a um, a way that sort of pulls you in, um, and you know it repeats so many times that it becomes like what the 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 song is. So you know I was I was kind of like you know half you know one foot was sort of in the indie rock world as well, um, and and always kind of has been. Yeah, uh, I love those influences. Like a lot of your influences, I don't really know of because I haven't been uh, immersed in electronic music. But then, right. the, my bloody Valentine and Stereo Lab stuff, I'm totally on board with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like um, Cornelius. Do you ever? Are you a fan? Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know his. I don't know that stuff. You know, all that well. But I, I do. I I know what you. It definitely has that kind of Stereo Lab vibe. I think from what i remember yeah every there, there was something i was hearing today in your music that just reminded me like sort of like uh melodic 
punctuating sort of things. I'm not finding a good description for right now, but yeah, yeah, I I heard some like, yeah. Um, We should uh, listen to a song. I wanted to play the song Two Dots, which is from 2009. I didn't make a note of the album that this is from. Which album is Two Dots from? It's from a certain distance. Uh, Yeah, this is like, oh yeah. Um, This is, your music is some of my favorite music to go running to. I don't know if anyone else has told you this. Cool. <laughs> it's, it's meditative and has enough motion that it's not like crazy but there's plenty to listen to and it's fantastic so anyway let's listen to uh the song two dots
That was Two Dots from Lucene. I'm here with Jeff. And um, one of the things I loved about the song Two Dots is the way the vocal works into that. And on some, for some reason, I always assumed this was a sample you picked up from somewhere else, but it's not. It's, it's a uh, vocal recorded for the song, yeah? Yeah. Well, it wasn't really recorded for the song. Um, I met Vilya uh, at this Red Bull Music Academy thing in Seattle. Um, and I was like an engineer, and she was one of the participants. Um, and I recorded her singing a couple times because I really liked the sound of her voice. Um, and Two Dots was like just kind of an idea she had, but she wasn't really sure what it was yet. You know, it was just like a couple lines. Um, and then part of the recording was her just trying humming and, and trying to figure out what she was going to sing. So um, I kind of took all of that and then stored it on my computer for a couple years and didn't touch it. Um, and then came back to it one day and realized that um, I could make a track out of it. So um, that's kind of how that came about. Uh, so the recording in the song is just her sort of practice trying to figure it out track? Exactly. I mean, you know, she has those lines that she sings. And then the second half of the uh, track is her humming to try to figure out what the song is going to be. Ah, uh, that is so cool. I almost wish we had talked about that before I played the song, but everyone yeah. go back, listen again. <laughs> uh, so you work with vocals a lot in a way that's really interesting. Um, and your wife is, uh, she does vocals on your albums as well. Yeah, Sarah? Yes, yeah. And there's a Benoit. Am I pronouncing that first name right? Yeah, that's his artist name. His name is Tom. He's a, he's a good friend of mine. It's ben, Benoit Poulard, I think. Yeah, and we heard his voice on uh, Witness, uh, the first song that we heard in the show today. Uh, what what draws you to using vocal? Like, I, I want to say the vocals are chopped up, but I worry that that might sound a little prehistoric for what's really happening with this stuff. Uh, is there? Can you talk a little about that process? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I'm just very particular about um, vocals, and you know, I kind of started off um, using vocals in a way where it was more like an instrument um, and like a layer in a track and not so much um, sort of featuring the vocals. And over time, I kind of have combined the two things where I sort of featured the vocals, but then I also like using the vocals as kind of like, um, you know, sequenced uh, instruments. So I, I try to kind of do both things at once. Yeah. They, they operate really wonderfully in that way. Like it, it's, it, yeah, like I, I love the way they just sort of fold in, and I've always loved the use of uh, of vocals like that from back in when in the '80s. I was a huge Art of Noise fan. I don't know if you ever oh, nice. dove into their stuff. Um, yeah, but I was, but that was when, like in the mid to late '80s, like the yeah, I guess they were like early '80s, all the way through the '80s. Um, but it was really that was the beginning of sampling being used in songs, and it was always so amazing to me. So I still, I think that sort of technique pulls back and brings back that sort of uh, nostalgia for me, but also just the fact that it's in such a new, fresh way. It's really, really cool to listen to. Cool. cool. Uh, you do some work with field recordings too, yeah? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I need to take my field recorder out again. I, I actually just went to Hong Kong a couple of days ago and, and brought it with me with the intention of making a bunch of recordings, but didn't end up doing it. Um, but yeah, it's definitely useful to... Get it, you know, record as much as you can, and then see what you have, and 
and there's always like some weird little sample that comes out of it that's that's really useful and um you know that and recording from from records as well yeah has that been part of your process uh, all along or did you add that later yeah i mean i think it's pretty much been part of my process uh from the beginning i I mean, maybe not at the very beginning. I, I wasn't using um, like random samples, but I I started doing that pretty early, um, pretty early on. Just just realize how uh, interesting samples can sound when you're not exactly sure where they came from, and you know. Yeah. Do you? What do you use? This is just for my own curiosity. What do you use for a field recorder? Uh, well, I don't have it in front of me. I think it's like a, it's a Tascam. Um, it's one of those tiny little stick. Uh, field recorders with uh, the stereo mic uh, built into it. Um, I also have this like microphone that um, uh, that that has uh, its headphones and it's got a mic built into the headphones, so you can kind of do kind of just put the headphones around your neck and and walk onto the subway or whatever and pick up weird sounds without people looking at you weird. Oh, that's cool. I uh, I always love because I'm the type of person that's like, oh yeah, when I get. XYZ recorder with the right kind of mic, I'm totally going to get into field recording, but you don't have to. <laughs> you can just use whatever no. you got, right? Yeah. Your creative process, where like, where do you start with your music? Or is it something that happens the same way every time? No, it doesn't really happen the same way every time. I, I, I you know, a lot, it, if, if I, if I started a track one way, uh, for the last song, then I, then I usually try to, um, do it a different way the next time. So I might've like started with the beat on, um, the last track. And then this time I'll, I'll start with, um, you know, playing a melody and, and just try kind of trying to figure out the chord progression first. Um, so it really, like I, I try to do it differently each time just to kind of, um, you know, you know, find inspiration in, in different things. Um, all right. So we should probably wrap this up, but before we do, um, where's the best place to find you online? Um, you can go to my Facebook and, you know, see what's, see what's going on. I have a website as well. It's, uh, luzineweb.com. Um, and, uh, also ghostly has a bunch of, uh, you know, live dates and, and stuff like that on their site. Uh, all right. So, uh, we're going to close out the show with the song just a cloud from, I don't think I've even mentioned that this, this and witness the first song we heard are both from your latest album, which just came out super recently, right? Yeah. Last, last week or, yeah. or uh, maybe uh, about a week and a half ago. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, sensory motor. Did I, am I pronouncing that name right? Sensory motor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, excellent. So this is another track from sensory motor. Uh, it's called Just a Cloud. Uh, thanks so much for joining me today, Jeff. Yeah, thank you.
That was just a cloud from Luzine from the latest album, Sensory Motor. Thanks, Jeff, for joining me on the podcast today. You know, I realized that I forgot to um, mention one other thing that's coming up the same day this podcast is released. Um, my interview with Mackenzie um, on the PowerPress podcast, uh, which is put out by Blueberry.com. I love them. I love everything about them. I love the podcast. I'm super excited to be on it. Um, yeah, so you can check out, I think it's, uh, yeah, powerpresspodcast.com. Um, I should remember to put a link to this and I, all other vital links for this podcast at mikeypod.com. While we're talking about Blueberry, allow me to mention that I am an affiliate with Blueberry. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, Use my uh, coupon code MikeyPod and you'll get a free month of either uh, hosting or uh, what do they call it? Stats, professional stats uh, to check your shit out. Um, also, I have an affiliate thing with uh, DreamHost. They're not as neat and tidy at uh, setting me up with that. So you have to go to MikeyPod.com to follow some links. But there's some great discounts. And with both of these things, I get a little kickback too, which is great. I need all the money I can get this summer because I'm taking a tour. <laughs> And I'm going to have to walk it if uh, I don't get some help. Uh, oh, the help will come. I feel sure of it. Maybe the help will come in the form of you subscribing to my Patreon page, patreon.com slash Michael Heron, uh, or just tell a friend about how much you like this podcast. I really loved interviewing Jeff, and I, I didn't realize it's I, I recorded it a few weeks ago, uh, so I'd forgotten how nice he was. Uh, what a great show. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, who's my guest next week? Walker Lukens. I have a couple in the can that I, I'm going to use. My my pal Walker Lukens will be on the show. <laughs> Did I mention Walker Lukens? Uh, he's got a new EP out, and we'll be talking about that next week. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for your patience with my uh, sometimes sporadic podcasting. Um, continuing to work on being consistent and also working on accepting the fact that maybe that's not what this podcast is going to be. Either way... I appreciate you. Thank you for being here, and I'll see you next week.